Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scientists and Tech, a mini-series on DTNS. I'm Dr. Nikki Ackermans, and today I talk to Dr. Susan Lemberg, a fellow neuroscientist who works at Charles University in the Czech Republic. She studies teleportation in rats, or rather, she tricks rats into thinking they've been teleported. She measures their brainwaves with electrodes to figure out how exactly these basic brain functions work. So please uh, tell us your name and why you're here, what you do. Okay, so I am uh, Susan Limburg, and I am a, currently a postdoctoral researcher at Charles University in uh, Belgium, in Czech Republic. And I work on, yeah, figuring out how brain activity in rats relates to them perceiving their environments. And I hope to learn something about, yeah, learning a memory and how memories are formed and stored and recalled. That's very cool. And that's why I invited you here. Can you give us a very broad overview of how a typical experiment would go with you and your rats? Okay, so for um, a typical experiment, we try to identify different memory states by looking at different groups of cells that are active in specific places and specific environments. In the brain? Yeah, in the brain, in a brain area called the hippocampus, which is sort of, um, you can think of it as sort of an integrating center where you have your sensory inputs, like anything going on around you with memories that you might have already stored, come together and form like your working memory. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where we record from. And we record specifically uh, place cells, which are cells that are active in a particular location in a particular context. So a cell might fire, you know, in the right corner of a box, an arena where we have the rats, you know, walking around. So like if you come home and you're in your kitchen, there's a cell that fires for the kitchen cell, sort of. Yeah, or, you know, at the sink, near the door, near the... Okay. Um, somewhere else and in someone else's kitchen they would fire in different places and of course it takes you a little while to build up a collection of these cells so they do play a role in navigation 
as well. Um, but that is not specifically what we use them for. We use this property of these cells that they, you know, are, for example, active in one location in context A and another location in context B or not at all in context B. So how do you start to look at this in rats? Well, we first make them familiar with different contexts. And I know this sounds a little bit abstract, but we basically <laughs> put them in uh, an arena, which is a 70 by 70 centimeter box, where they just get to walk around and explore. And we give them little cookie crumbs to make sure that they will keep exploring for 10 minutes, because otherwise they will get bored and stop. <laughs> And we have a context A and B um, defined by different light conditions. Okay. Which means that later on we can, you know, switch between these contexts while the rat is in the arena. So you have like a bright box and a dark box, kind of. Yeah. In this case, we have one um, with lights along the top of the mm-hmm. box, um, around three sides, and one with lights along a circle um, on the bottom of the box okay. and a little light on the side. So it doesn't really matter what the specific boxes look like as long as they're different. Sure. And that means that we can switch between them while the rat is in there. Exploring. Okay. So you flip a switch and you change basically into a different setting. And, exactly. And so during your experiment, you're trying to see what happens in their brain when you flip that switch. Yeah, so we call that teleportation because cool, (laughs) right? Um, But yeah, it basically involves flipping a switch. But because the rats are familiar with A and B as being separate spaces, so we Mm -hmm. kind of train, right? Yeah, because they're familiar with them being separate, we can switch this map, this constellation of cells that is specific for A or B from one condition to the other by switching the lights in the box, right? So what happens is that the cells in the hippocampus can switch confirmation or activity pattern rather almost instantly. And there is a little bit of instability in the network when this switching happens. And this is what we are particularly interested in. There are very brief periods where, say, the wrong um, memory activation state for this context is um, active, like when it is not supposed to be. And we are very interested in, you know, what is going on there. So one, because we want to figure out, like, you know, how does the hippocampus do this? How does it help distinguish between different <laughs> contexts? So how are you seeing the hippocampus do this switch? Is this in live? In the rats, or how do you know that this is happening? Oh, yes, I totally skipped over that. Sorry. Um, yeah, so we have our rats implanted with... Uh, I know for you, it's just everyday practice. So. <laughs> it almost gets boring at some point. Almost. <laughs> Not totally, the best job in the world, right? Um, but yeah, we have electrodes implanted in the hippocampus okay. where we can record firing of those cells. So when a cell is active, it starts making action potentials and those are electrical signals that we can catch with our electrodes. So is that similar to like when a human is getting an EEG where they have this like cap on with the electrodes and then you see like these colorful things light up like in the movies, is that kind of what the rats have on? 
sort of? Um, yes, but fewer blinky lights. Yeah. <laughs> Smaller brain. <laughs> so the principle is very much the same. Just that with a human EEG, you have these electrodes on the outside of the head, on the skull, right? And they're mm-hmm. quite large. So they um, catch activity of very big groups of cells all at the same time. And we have very small electrodes that go through the skull and really inside the hippocampus, which is sort of a deeper brain area. Mm-hmm. In the rat, it's about, you know, three to four millimeters deep. So it's very specific target to hit when you're implanting yeah. those. And so yeah. if, if I understood correctly, what happens is when this area that you're looking for gets activated, it creates electricity when you say like action potential and that yeah. lights up this electrode and makes an image or like a pattern on the, on a screen for you to see, right? Yeah, lots of small blips. And um, we typically uh, listen to it rather than looking at it okay. um, because it's easier to hear the patterns and you get this yeah, very distinct popping pattern where you can <laughs> say, okay, now I am where I should be. Interesting. Uh, you hear all these cells being active. So how do you work with this kind of data? Okay, so first we need to, um, basically the first step after having recorded it, so we, you know, store it on a computer, do some filtering. The first step is to try to find within all this popping and crackling, all these little blips that we find, to separate them into individual cells. Wow, you can do that? Uh, yeah, and it's um, with a very clever idea based on our electrode layout. So we did not invent this. This is um, an invention from the 1980s, late 1990s, right? But it's a very smart idea. So our electrodes actually have four little wires next to each other. And mm-hmm. you can think of it as um, a microphone. So okay. Let's imagine a room where we have lots of people speaking all at once. Sometimes some people are quiet, sometimes others speak, right? Just uh, like a party. Yeah. And also imagine that everybody has the same voice. Okay. (laughs) Because um, all action potentials, at least from the cells that we're looking at, they look basically the same. Okay. So if you have one microphone in the middle of that room, it's going to be very hard to figure out who is speaking at which time, mm-hmm. right? But if you have a group of them, like four of them, like our four little wires, then if you record at the same time from all four of them, you will be able to distinguish the, those different voices based on how far they are from each of those four microphones. Mm-hmm. So like this one's coming from the right, this one's coming from the left. Yeah, because it's a little bit louder on the rightmost microphone and a little bit softer on the leftmost and something in between on the other okay. two. So that's how we can separate, you know, these different individual cells from each other because not all of the cells in the hippocampus are uh, place cells and we care mostly about. The yeah, you cells. don't care what, about what the other right. cells are doing. Yeah, not in this particular context. Like mm. they do interesting things in their own right, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for my research, I, I care particularly about those place cells. And then to see if they are place cells. So once we figured out, okay, this is one individual neuron, because all the spikes, when we plot them, basically in sort of a 3D or 4D plot, 
based on what we find on those four wires mm-hmm. for each electrode, right? Um, they sort of tend to clump together if it's from one neuron because those neurons don't move. Right. Um, they stay where they are. After we've yeah, identified our individual neurons, we then match it up with a tracking signal. So we also have a little light, a little LED on the red that tells us where the red is within our arena. Okay. Because for a cell to be a place cell, it has to do the place cell thing, right? It has the to location. be in a particular location and sure. everywhere else. So that's why we also record the location. Um, so that's very much the first step, like finding out what different cells how they match. Um, yeah, and how does it match with activity? Are they place cells, yes or no? And then I'm particularly interested in the ones that, um, you know, show different activity in context A and context B. And that will right. be most of them. But, the um, teleporting ones. Exactly. So first you want to have, you know, two different maps, two different constellations of cells that do something different in A and B. And then you can see, okay, how does a brain or a hippocampus <laughs> uh, switch from A to B? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers... Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Broadly, what was your base hypothesis and did it come true or do you maybe not know yet? So I have been particularly interested in not just those instant switches like the teleports I talked to you about earlier. Mm-hmm. But also what happens when you very slowly change the lights from Ooh, one to that's interesting. and you get mixed inputs, like contradictory inputs. It makes me think about Star Trek when they like slowly fade away. 
yeah, right. And you might be half on the starship, which is very familiar to you, half on the planet, which by that time I assume is familiar enough to you. Um, <laughs> what kind of brain activity do you have? Does your map just hold on to wherever you came from for as long as possible and then mm. shift all at once? Uh-huh. Or do you get a sort of mix? Or do you get, you know, very brief activation from one context and then from another and then from one and the other? And right. So, so what has been the trend, if you're allowed to say? Uh, so far, it's um, about half of my animals do switch these maps. Huh. Um, I'm currently working on figuring out exactly how in detail what happens um, in time. And about half of them don't, which is particularly weird. And frustrating for you. <laughs> <laughs> so so is it like personality-based? Like some people hold on, or some people, here we go, anthropomorphizing the rats. But some of them hold on to the past and some of them jump into the future, if I dare to go that far. Um, we don't really know okay. how conscious this entire process is. Right, but right. The switching between maps happens on a pretty fast time scale it's um locked to the the theta wave in the hippocampus which is just a certain activity pattern that this brain area likes to make how fast would this go um yeah that's about 125 milliseconds oh so yeah so i am not sure and i don't think anyone knows yet how much of a conscious process this is yeah It's possible that, you know, you you need to be stable for a while in one state and then it becomes like, oh, yeah, I recognize this, right? Or an active uh, conscious memory vehicle Hmm. that we don't know. Um, We also have not been able to, you know, figure out a way to have the rats tell us by saying um, make one context, you know, more fun or Hmm. um, more scary than another. But we can see from their behavior, you know, when do they start changing their behavior and when do they start changing their brain activity, right? Okay. So it, it's very hard because, well, you can't really ask them. Um, yeah. I mean, learn to speak Next rats, job, invent a rat translator. <laughs> exactly. So that makes everything quite difficult. But yeah, you can do these kinds of experiments with people as well. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the results are of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know people have tried, but humans are also a lot harder to fool. So (laughs) (laughs) pros and cons of rat work. So is there some kind of really fancy uh, state of the art technology that you would love to integrate into your programs to get super cool science? Or are you guys already at the top of the field um so like i said the electrodes we use are quite um classical and old 1980s yeah Yeah. (laughs) vintage Um, that doesn't mean that they're not very useful right right so nowadays with you know electronics becoming much more miniaturized we also have electrodes but we i don't personally use them right now but they are available electrodes with very very dense contacts on them so you have like one electrode that can record from hundreds or thousands of neurons at the same time cool 
and you can separate them and they are quite long so you can actually record you know a whole bunch of brain areas at the same time by sticking this very thin needle with all these teeny tiny contacts on them mm-hmm. um, through it so yeah i am very excited to have my hands on them <laughs> also because it comes as sort of a these things are called neuropixels and that's a cool they, name Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, they use some very clever optical technology that I'm not able to explain properly here. But um, if you want to, you know, definitely look it up. They're very, very cool. <laughs> and they come in this sort of plug and play out of the box system. So you don't actually have to build the whole neurophysiology lab. You uh-huh. just need a fast laptop, the box, and the electrode. And your so you just go. USB a rat into your laptop and uh, ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, I think it uses HDMI, but uh, otherwise, basically, yeah. <laughs> right. that's amazing. Um, so that is very exciting as someone who loves um, electrophysiology. Uh, the other very exciting thing is all the optical imaging that is available. It's also become sort of a standard in the field. How does that work? So in those cases, you have um, some sort of fluorescent molecule encoded in your neurons so they have this molecule in there and it changes they have that like on their own they're genetically Um, modified or they're they're born they're genetically modified so these are um yeah all constructed molecules that you know versions of them might exist in nature but typically not in the neurons in the mouse or rat okay and these are voltage or calcium sensitive so okay. that means if you have an action potential or after an action potential, you get this release of calcium inside the cell. Okay. The cell will actually light up. Wow. Like, how do you see that, though? By implanting teeny tiny microscopes on your animals. You, okay, I've heard of this. Actually, the lab next door to me does this. What are they called again? Uh, they're called miniscopes. Miniscopes. Mini microscopes. Mini microscopes. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and it is very, very cool. Um, our lab has been trying to set that up, but everything is harder to do in rats than it is in mice. So Why? You'd think they're slightly bigger, it'd be a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, but they're also, I don't know, some, something in them makes it harder also to make like a genetically modified rat than a genetically modified mouse. And I don't huh. know why. Um, basically, ever since CRISPR was invented, we've been getting lots of genetically modified rats only. Before that, it was a lot harder to do. Just through, like, breeding? Yeah. Mm. And it's like, okay, you have a mutation or something. But um, I'm not entirely sure what... Well, I'm entirely not sure, actually, why <laughs> it's harder for rats. Um, on a day-to-day basis, rats are just a lot stronger. Like, they can do a lot more damage to your equipment, and they will uh-huh. because they're rodents and they like to chew on stuff. <laughs> now, for for to, to close up, because I don't want to go over time, I have a final question. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What's your favorite part about uh, this work that you do? So, on a day-to-day basis, I just really like the rats. Um, but the best thing is... The baby rats? I, the baby rats are extremely cute, um, but one of the best things is, you know, being able to look at an animal and see what's going on in the brain of that animal while it's doing that. Yeah. And also, you know, seeing certain things for the first time. 
like yeah. that's a general thing. I completely agree. Yeah, that's also my favorite part. When you, you know, make a discovery and you're like, okay, I may be the first person to to see this. Yeah, you're by yourself in the dark at night in a basement and you're thinking, no one else yeah. has seen this yet. <laughs> yeah, and that makes it totally worth it. So um awesome. That's very very exciting. Oh, thank you so much, Susan. I think people are really going to enjoy hearing about your work. And if they do, where could they find you on the on the interwebs? Easiest place to find me, I guess, is on Twitter. Um, I'm at Susan Lemberg. Yeah, that, that's the easiest uh, way to get in touch with me. Um, okay. I, I suppose I'm a little bit in flux. so <laughs> People can send you pictures of cute rats. and Oh, absolutely. Or <laughs> ask me. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Questions about brains and other awesome. things. Awesome. I hope they do that. Thanks so much for uh, for doing this interview. And I hope people learn something about teleportation <laughs> well, I hope so thanks again to Dr. Lemberg for coming on the show you can find me on Twitter at Ackermans Nicole and you can catch Scientists in Tech next week when I talk to Dr. Georgi Trenchev about cleaning the air with plasma physics <laughs> <laughs>